0: It is August 3rd, 2021. August. August. It's the eighth right. month of the year. Seven months down. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast tonight, talking about NXT on sci fi. Is this going to be the lowest rated NXT episode since leaving the WWE network? 1000%.
1: Possibly yeah, last <laughs> week was it would if it was, it would be last week, which is under the same circumstances as a show that right. got made the sci-fi. So yeah, I could see them doing uh um, pretty poor numbers. Pre-taped tonight. Pre-taped for the past two weeks. A so lot of filler, very, very
2: filler heavy.
1: Yes, yes, a lot of video packages. But some of good, good video like,
2: packages. Yes, yeah. good video packages, but very, very filler. If you missed it, you didn't I mean you missed something huge, right? We'll get to the end, but you didn't miss a lot. <laughs>
0: Yes. The bigger news, Alfred finally watched Clifford after me discovering it last week. So proud of you,
1: Alfred. Absolutely love it. It's a great recommendation. I recommend it to anybody. It, it does hold up well, especially the comedy. And Martin Short is a very good slapstick type actor. He really, I know what you mean about that. In fact, in the fact that he challenges, channels that kid uh, and so you kind well. of really fall into it. it. It's
0: really good how he does this. He's a great performer. Very impressive. Issa, have you seen this film?
2: Yeah, I have. I have.
0: Wow. So it took me 25 years, 27 years since this came out. Funniest thing: I've gone back on YouTube and just rewatched the scene where Charles Grodin's yelling at him multiple times. <laughs> Look at me like a human boy. Just that, <laughs> just Charles Grodin losing it is fantastic. Um, we have some news to dive into before we talk about Oh, do we night. ever? You know, let's uh, let's start with Rhonda Rousey, who's back at it. Uh, uh, I knew this was going to happen.
1: <laughs> I think we've all heard this story by now, but uh, a little late in the day, this developed. Uh, and I'm going to quote Rhonda Rousey in a tweet she sent out. She's uh, reacting to the Bray Wyatt release news. Uh, this past Monday on Raw during a Goldberg segment, fans were chanting, We want Wyatt. Uh, and Rhonda Rousey responded by saying, I've seen you same fans in quotes chanting, We want Wyatt last night, chanting, We want beach balls over Bray Wyatt performing. If WWE treated him like he was expendable, it was because you ungrateful idiots did first. Bah, 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 bah. busting up those shots. What do you think about this, Issa? Who was this, Moke?
2: Ronda Rousey was <laughs> all over. It. My God. Listen. I, I, I can't understand where she's coming from. She could have worded it differently and it just feels like, where are you coming from with your opinion? Like you're not, I just don't see Rhonda as somebody that will be seen as expendable by the company just because of the name value that she brings. So I don't think that she would understand. And, and I get what she's trying to express, but uh, I, I don't I don't know. Bray Wyatt has a very big fan base. Bray Wyatt was a merch seller. This isn't someone that we got up and went to to get a snack no. or to the, to the merchandise fan when he came out, that's not the
0: case yeah um i think Rhonda's very smart i think uh she's in a little downtime right now she's spending a lot of time streaming i think that she likes that she can just stir the pot and sort of remind and she's herself pregnant.
2: she's pregnant her hormones are a little out there
0: right now oh well i hadn't thought of <laughs> that <laughs> uh but no i think this is good i think it's good for her to just kind of keep her finger on the pulse of causing some heat and when she comes back she just knows she can turn it back on
1: yeah, we got to consider that aspect of it. Is there might be a work shoot uh, aspect to this. She is a child of Paul Heyman and she did do this her last run, although it did get kind of ugly where she made it seem like it might've been real. She's gonna beat the F out of Becky Lynch and she wouldn't cut that shoot promo on the fans. And and yeah. I do think there are elements of real frustration where Ronda Rousey does kind of legitimately resent fans, but she did incorporate that in her character. So if she is planning on coming back, which who knows, cause she's pregnant, like Issa says, so who knows if that's even in the cards, but maybe this is what she feels I don't think it's all the way a good idea. And I never agree with just blaming the fans for a lot of these problems, especially when somebody gets released because this at uh, the perfect uh, standpoint should be a two-way relationship where you use the fans to gauge reactions. If they are kind of turning on somebody, maybe they're trying to tell you that they're bored with somebody or they're trying to um, tell you that it needs to change. At the same time, she is onto something in that there is a subsection of these overzealous fans. And those same fans, for example, last night, you know, they were chanting CM Punk at points. There was a match with Dewdrop where they just didn't care and they chanted CM Punk over that match. If WWE were to release Dewdrop yesterday, which who knows, you know, a lot of people are getting released. If they were to release Dewdrop, those same fans would say, oh, how could you do that to poor Dewdrop? when they were chanting CM Punk during a match? But at the same time, I don't know if the move is to just outright blame the fans. Uh, there's just a lot going on with this. But Rana Rousey really caused up a stir with this tweet.
0: It's a weird time right now, man. I mean, with these releases going on, with what AEW might be doing, with, you know, the Adam Cole situation, the story that Wrestling Inc. broke uh, about his contract already being up. I mean, it's just, this is the strangest time in professional wrestling I could think of. There's so much uncertainty. There's uncertainty about live events, there's uncertainty about so much in the world right now. And with wrestling, I just feel like, you know, it's just as crazy as everything else.
1: Yeah. And I'm glad that you're brought up the Adam Cole situation, because that is our next story in terms of, yes, Wrestling Inc. did exclusively report that Adam Cole's contract was set to expire uh, this month. And in a follow-up, no new offer has been made. This is coming from Fightful Select. According to Fightful Select, a source of influence within WWE noted that a new contract offer is obviously planned to where they're probably getting a pitch ready. Uh, This Adam Cole situation really does feel like something slipped through the cracks, a lot like what happened with Aleister Black showing up on the competition just a month after he was released. Uh, But there seems to be a plan to offer Adam Cole a new contract. What I want to do, I want to ask you uh, first, Isa. where do you think Adam Cole ends up this time, let's say in in next month, six months, whenever his 90 days is up, is he still in NXT or does he jump ship somewhere else?
2: I, I think Adam Cole is a very, very talented individual, one of the best that we've seen in NXT. But he's accomplished everything there is to accomplish with him in NXT. Um, he cannot become a lifer because that's why NXT feels in a little bit of a, of a load like right now because we have so many people that have been there for so long and the track record with call-ups is so bad that if I am Adam Cole I would explore possibilities elsewhere, right? I, I do think that Adam Cole seems like a very, very good fit for AEW and I know that we don't want to say like oh AEW should hire all these people but he is custom made for AEW and I I personally just don't trust uh, the main roster treating Adam Cole the way that we would
0: envision him being treated. So yeah,
2: I would explore options, and I think a only would be a great option for him.
0: But if uh, you know Adam Cole's feeling like a seventh-year senior at NXT, <laughs> does Samoa Joe feel like the guy that you know came back as a teacher's assistant just so he can hang out, you know, with all his old friends? Samoa Joe's like the bully that got left back for beating people up. So he still still got to repeat the seventh
1: grade. That's that's what Samoa Joe is.
0: I love Samoa Joe, and I love seeing him back, but with Adam, yeah, he's got to do something, man, with AEW, I don't know, like, does AEW need more Adam Cole types in it? I feel like they're pretty covered in that regard.
1: Yeah, I mean, who knows what the landscape is going to look like as they, you know, go into Rampage. They're definitely going to need more bodies for that show. That's going to need to come off as an A show every single week. And you're going to need a lot of talent to do that. Even the talent they have, I think, would be enough for that. But um, in terms of having two shows that you need to make work, I think it's going to help them in the long run to have this type of talent so they don't just burn through this roster quickly. And I do think right. that Adam Cole, like, I don't think it's even a question. I'd be shocked if he didn't show up in AEW because, I mean, Adam Cole is like the AEW prototype. You look around and just being bluntly honest, NXT is getting bigger and it's getting blacker and Adam Cole is neither of those things. AEW, a lot of white people are succeeding in AEW. A lot of his friends, a lot of people who I think (laughs) absolutely have great matches with. And I think Adam Cole, just like Kenny Omega, just like Chris Jericho, just like Orange Cassidy, just like a host of people would go right into that prototype and he would succeed in AEW. So if I was Adam Cole, I would take that into consideration and I'm going to AEW.
2: Cheers. I have nothing else to add.
1: I, what are we drinking tonight, Isa?
2: <laughs> Straight up Malibu. You just hey. made me. pull oh. out. I'm about to do a shot to that speech that you just did. So, see, that's so right.
1: <laughs> no lies detected. Oh. No man. Lies detected. Get into the raw rating. Uh, the raw <laughs> rating is up actually slightly last week from last week, 1.821, which is actually very impressive. I know they did advertise Goldberg and, and they've been. Uh, advertising a lot of big names and whatnot. John Cena was on last week, uh, but pretty impressive for Raw to be holding up against such stiff competition. Uh, obviously, I think a lot of this is the fans being back, but Raw did about $1.821 million. Uh The big angle was Goldberg and Lashley kind of going one-on-one, head-to-head, and uh, Goldberg spearing Lashley, setting that match up. So uh, uh, what are your guys' thoughts on Raw? How do you think it fares going into SummerSlam? It
2: was a horrible Raw. It was a horrible <laughs> Raw last night. I'm sorry. It was... There was nothing enjoyable about that episode.
0: Nothing. I, I watched The Incredible Shrinking Woman with Lily Tomlin last night. So uh, that was... <laughs> Better than rough. Yeah, it was It was the first half. Rough. First half. Second half really goes downhill once they take <laughs> her to a lab. Uh, but no, look, you know, it's funny though, Alfred, to your point, this is the thing against the AEW Adam Cole argument. When they bring in Rusev or they bring in someone that's been on the main roster, you could say, this person has been seen by millions of people. They have a subset of exposure. Adam Cole... Headlining show couldn't even beat AEW. So how, how is he going to bring in that new – I don't think he gets as much money as any other former main roster talent would simply because his exposure is lower.
1: Right. No, that's a good point. I mean I think it would be a story within the pro wrestling community. A lot of people sure. within wrestling would be excited. It's, it's the same AEW thing that's just going to get people excited about Adam Cole going to AEW. What they do with him is going to be important. Like, I do think that they could foster him and put him in a position to succeed. There's a lot of people who look like Adam Cole who do very well in AEW. And a lot of uh, people who are his friends, like BTE. But, I mean, he also has friends in NXT. But I will say it's not just a friendship thing. It's just I'm looking at who's going to put me in the best position to succeed. I could hmm. absolutely see AEW doing that. Um, oh I'm my like God, having Dave right
2: having view coming back to BTE instead of putting him on a show, just putting him on an episode of BTE would be insane. <laughs>
1: yeah. He did get murdered yeah. off that show, so him just coming back
2: to work yeah. now would be very funny. It will be so <laughs> epic, especially because everything goes on BTE, so it would be fun. <laughs>
0: uh rematch 50-50 booking Justin Lopez 499 saying fans loved Prey and only turned out against him when WWE booked him like crap, and even that didn't prevent him from selling a crap ton of merch. Poor take. Yeah, Rhonda, that's what Justin Lopez thinks.
1: And they, yeah, they did have um they didn't have, yeah, they had a, a lot of uh, merchandise for Bray White which I thought was very funny and a little petty uh, uh, at uh, Monday Raw. You know, listen, there were a lot of people who liked him, but okay, I will play devil's advocate again. Uh, toward the end of the original Bray Wyatt, and I think this is what she was re- referencing. The original Bray Wyatt character, toward the end of that, he was kind of talking in riddles and people didn't really connect with those promos because he was kind of talking in circles. And that was a feedback and that people were toning him out and they were just kind of bored with that character toward the end. My counter argument to that is the Fiend character was a WWE creation that was in their yes. hands that they were ready to put this guy over to the moon where he all he had to do was beat Seth Rollins inside Hell in a Cell, which I thought was a foregone conclusion. When that didn't oh, happen, right. the character went into the tubes. So that was not the fans. That was completely in WWE's control. Just
2: I don't think that feel should have even happened. I don't think the Fiend should have gone after the title. I think Seth should have gone after someone. You put, you put both guys in a lose-lose situation in that particular case. Um, but yep. yeah, I agree. Even if you want to go for it then the thing should have been um set at that hell in a cell that was oh god, that was so weird. But yeah. I, I, I see the point. But I'm just I just you gotta remember the entrances and this and that and it's just like I don't I just never saw I saw people losing faith in him winning, like his promos stopped being credible, but I don't think he lost fan base or stopped selling merch. They were doing those theme like mystery boxes and like Flyer Fly Funhouse boxes. They were like coming yeah. up with ideas after idea because everything was selling out. So I just don't think that Bray is, there's other names that have been released recently that I would say that's a better take for than Bray Wyatt.
0: Well, Br- Bray in AEW, Bray anywhere I think is going to have an audience that follows him I think Bray because he's got such an ability to reinvent himself you know I'm trying to think of another modern wrestler who's been able I mean Chris Jericho obviously comes to mind but who else has been able to just get over doing so many different things.
1: Right, I mean, we were just kind of having this conversation on Friday, and that wrestling is very nostalgic. The fans are nostalgic, you know. The big knock on Cena with Roman Reigns is that he's don't doing the same thing week after week, but a lot of people do that. Whether it's The Rock, whenever it's Austin, and that's the point that Cena was making. Uh, but to that point, yeah, Bray Wyatt is somebody who does reinvent himself and kind of had to reinvent himself. I think Alistair Black as Malachi Black is doing a good job of that, and I think the value in seeing Bray Wyatt in an AEW is he's such a creative force that I would want to see what a guy like that with a mind like that does in. A place that isn't as structured in terms of how you have to filter your ideas. I feel like they would give him a lot more creative freedom there, and it would be very fun to watch Bray Wyatt perform under those circumstances if that's what he chooses to do.
2: I hope that American Horror Story hires him, and I want to see him get his try at writing horror movies, or like, you know, horror stories. I think he will be so amazing at that. That'd
1: be great.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. I think he's capable of so much, and um, I don't know. I just think there's a lot of potential. A lot of potential left. Um, yeah. What else, what else Somebody we got? Somebody
1: who this? still has potential, even at his old age, he's a legend, so he will never not have potential. This is Ric Flair, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, sure, one more match, uh, wrestling, one yes. more reign against Jay Lethal. No, I want to see Ric Flair and Jay Lethal. I, I, I don't think they probably paid that off. I want to see that match, uh. <laughs> but- Ric Flair Wrestling Inc. again, all over these stores, Wrestling Inc. in conjunction with Fightful, exclusively reported that Ric Flair had requested his release. Uh, there was a little back and forth. Uh, the Wrestling Observer Radio, Dave Meltzer, reported that this was more of a McMahon decision. But uh, Ric Flair seems to... Uh, uh, be speaking on behalf of wrestling Inc in terms of what that was reported because he did issue an official statement saying i am officially able to respond to all the press related to my request to release from wwe which they have given me and i want to make it really clear with everyone that i'm not upset with wwe at all so there were some stories going around that wow. rick yeah. flair had personally messaged vince mcmahon about charlotte's booking there's some consternation but rick flair it seems has requested his release he's been granted it and he's not upset with WWE. Who knows Uh that's true or not, but he seems to be leaving and off the greener
0: pastures. Where do you guys think he's going? Starting with you, Glenn. How much do you think he left on the table? What do you think his Legends contract was? A hundred grand a year? I heard it was really good. I heard it was, I heard he got a pretty good coin.
1: I don't know his exact number, but I think it was more than that.
0: Yeah, yeah. but there's, there's, but there's got to be a calculation, right? He's got to figure stuff opening back up. He can hit the circuit. He can, you know, do whatever he wants from here. Like there's got to be... You know, maybe Car Shields re- renewing his deal. Like, I don't know. There's got to be some reason why he's thinking the dollars and cents of it makes sense.
1: Sure. He, he might be creatively frustrated. I mean, the last thing they had him do, they had him yeah. out there getting Lacey Evans pregnant. I, I'm not sure if Ric Flair much appreciated that. Maybe there was uh, creative differences. Maybe there's other things he thinks he can be doing. Maybe he thinks he can get a bigger check from AEW. Maybe he'll be back with WWE, but um, I don't know. Are, are you looking forward? What do you think they can do with him in AEW, do you, do you Would you be excited for Ric Flair in AEW?
2: Oh, hell yeah. Ric Flair versus Sting. Let's go. I'm oh. kidding. I'm kidding. I- <laughs> <laughs> Listen, maybe the guy just wants to do whatever he wants and, and being under that Legends contract any moment that they want to come back and be with Charlotte on a storyline. And, you know, like there's like the traveling is picking up again with Claire. No, yeah. it's, like, he's not, I mean he's a young, young grasshopper, right? He's not. So if he goes to AW, like having, I think the name value, but I mean, he can cry on cue, which is impressive, but it's just right. like, just let him do whatever he wants at this point. You know, <laughs> it's Rick Flair. I just want him to be happy and, and not do dumb things that could put his health in danger.
0: This is probably better for Charlotte. Mm-hmm.
1: I was kind of thinking that in that, you know, as much as they love each other and I know they're close and everything like that, but anybody having your dad come to work all the time and I'm sure he's got that parental yeah. tendencies and who knows whether those stories are true or not of him going to Vince and talking about Charlotte's booking, but that kind of strikes wow. me as like a baseball dad going out of the field, like, hey, hey, my kid should be batting third in the lineup. What is he doing? <laughs> you know I mean? So maybe it's good that she gets a little distance from her father because she's a grown woman and I'm sure she would like to make those calls.
0: That would have been a great I'm story healthy. though. Sorry. Do you think
2: this gives Charlotte a possibility of actually leaving WWE? Because I always saw Charlotte as a WWE forever since she's such a star. But right now, with Andrade and Ric Flair both yeah. living, like, doesn't that make you wonder if she would leave, like, as well?
1: I, yeah, and that's a great question, Eason. I don't think there. I think there's a lot of people who agree with you that they think that Charlotte's lifer. I don't think there's a such thing as a WWE lifer anymore yeah. in the climate that we're mm-hmm. in. The only lifers are the ones who are signed with the 20 year contracts that Vince McMahon, you know, decides that you're a lifer, like the Undertaker. Um, but even then, I don't think anybody's a lifer. I think we are in, and right. this is a good thing for the business and economics of wrestling. We are in a time where the wrestlers have the leverage.
0: Shane McMahon to AEW confirmed. Uh, Steve Marcocelli, 499, saying, What do you think about an NWO-style angle in WWE with uh, Adam Cole, Braun Strowman, and Cena in the Hogan role? A lot would have to happen to make that happen.
1: Yeah, that's, I mean, that's not... I mean, I've heard that with CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, and Adam Cole, which, you know, whatever, but, uh, you know, it would be a weaker version of what we saw in the 90s, or maybe the creative would be that good. Uh, but, you know, I don't want to see any NWO invasion type thing. I, I Come on.
2: Yeah, I don't I don't know. I, I I no. Like if they if they're gonna do it, they need to do it in a whole different new level. Like we need to stop trying to book what happened again, like the Attiturera again or the Monday night wars. No, let's let's do it differently.
0: You know what though, with Andrade in AEW, now I'm thinking back to this for a second. Like I that would be the wisest move they could do to really just elevate the AEW women's division and answer a lot of the criticisms of not taking it seriously and stacking it enough. That would add so much attention to that if charlotte can yeah. go if they were able to just get rick get charlotte get the whole thing
1: if right They want to, do. you know when her when her contract is up and when it's negotiation season i mean wwe's gonna have to pony up uh because i really don't think that anybody's exclusive so you know this is a good thing for wrestlers making more money
0: hey i've seen this one brett murphy five dollars hey. uh alfred is a genius great call on the dakota raquel angle back in april april
1: Yes, you guys were here with us. Uh, uh, thank you very much. Uh, I would agree that I am a genius. That's uh, very nice of you to say, but I think that's very factual. So thank you. And that's our news, uh, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yes. I'm not a genius. You are. Mm-hmm. You are. <laughs>
0: thank you. I think you're Big, Big, nasty <laughs>
2: genius. Big, nasty genius. We got to train <trademark> like that. <laughs> <laughs> this
0: could be your Xbox gamer tag. Um... <laughs> uh we open nxt tonight the lowest rated nxt in history on sci-fi after the show i would have been here sooner but they started playing the fifth element and i'm watching the credits and i saw luke perry my wife and i talked for five minutes about luke perry was in the fifth element had no yeah. recollection of that yeah none that but then i watched the first few minutes and i was like that is indeed luke perry okay now i can go do the podcast now it's all good <laughs> uh we opened up tonight Hit Row versus Legato Del Fantasma. And if you enjoyed this tonight, it ended in DQ. Pretty sure it's going to happen again. Yeah. But what did you think of the match, Alfred, to you first? I thought it was fine. I didn't like the DQ
1: finish. Um, And this whole kind of feud has been a little bit off just because they were both heels. And I know that Hit Row is now babyface. I did like the kind of development afterwards. And that they're kind of building toward uh, this match, so that was good. But in terms of this match, it seemed like a waste, uh, given how it ended. Uh, and it wasn't the worst match or anything like that. But uh, I-, I was expecting a
0: little bit more. Isa?
2: Yeah, I agree. I thought I I liked that they opened hot. You know, I, I thought that it was fun that they started with their. It was it was refreshing to hear Hit Row being oh, yeah. the first the first music that yeah. hit because it gets you pumped up, especially as much as we've been liking them. I didn't like the finish. It's going to keep going, but if it if they're going to continue with it, I hope that they um just wait until takeover, like not not do a different version of this with a another weird finish, and then we get it again at takeover. So I hope that if they're gonna do it, just wait it out until takeover. But yeah, overall, it was great.
0: It's very good. think hit row breakout stars of NXT has been so fun to watch. And I apologize. I keep them mute. I I bought on eBay one of the last six packs of uh, Tab Cola in existence. Yes. Because they stopped making it last year, and this doesn't expire for like another three weeks. And I swear I do not remember Tab being this carbonated, but I probably haven't had Tab since 1982.
1: You should keep one of those and like just not open it because it's never expire, open. Yeah, in like ten years, the thing's gonna be worth a lot of money.
0: True. Someone's trying to sell an unopened can of Hubba Bubba soda on eBay for like a thousand dollars.
1: I know somebody who did.
0: Remember when they made the new Coke? Or it was like the clear
1: Coke. Yeah, somebody yeah. Had that, and they made a bunch. I think it was like two thousand dollars they made off of that. Damn. Well, I
0: never to... heard of Tab in my life. Tab was the original Diet Cola. This is like Diet... It's like if you want a Diet Coke that's not sweet in the least, that is Tab. Like, it's a little bitter. It's very weird. It's it's not good, but, you know, I had one last time before all the cans expired. Drink of the Tab, but it's got me, yeah, like, just feeling a lot of air, a lot of carbonation in that, so...
1: <laughs> Here's a deep reference. The Sarah Silverman Show on Comedy Central had an episode about Tab, and really? if you like tab I think you I think you'll love the episode it's very funny.
0: Well, i have to watch that. I do like to laugh.
1: Yeah. So no, I said I if you like tab. I, I well,
0: saying. and I like to laugh. And
1: so You I like to laugh, okay?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I do like to laugh. Well, that's the thing. That's my go-to thing. We'll be like, "Let me show you something funny." Well, I do like to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyhow. Uh Oh, dude, last night uh, we went down a rabbit hole after I saw like the, we were watching the Saturday morning cartoon rip on Saturday morning with like kid video and gummy bears. And I've had the gummy bears theme stuck on my head all week. I was watching postmodern jukebox did like a slow jam of the gummy bears theme that is like super legit. Very good.
2: I'll check it out.
0: Oh, man. (laughs) But F the snorks. Nobody likes the snorks. <laughs> That's some bootleg Smurf shit. <laughs> um, anyhow, uh, so yeah, this caused a DQ when Escobar uh, threw a steel chair. Uh, and then after they got into it, we saw William Regal backstage with Samoa with Joe saying, you got to make sure he stays away from carrying cross before Takeover 36. Saw Ridge Holland's return last week, uh, and we had Ridge Holland versus uh, Ika Minjiro tonight in a match. Ridge getting a pretty easy win, but Issa, are you excited for Ridge Holland being back?
2: No, I'm excited for, I'm sorry. What's his name again? The jacket. Yeah, thank you. I love it so much. That jacket was amazing. Uh, there was a lot of uh, very interesting fashion in the ring tonight. You know, you have his jacket, and you have Cameron Grimes wrestling in his brother's uniform. Like tonight, deliver when it comes to variety in outfits, when it comes to in-ring action. But I feel bad because now this is his second loss. And it's just like, okay, so we're going to do the breakout tournament to have all the losers keep losing, you know? Like I, I was hoping that they would do something with the people that didn't make it to the next bracket in which you can showcase them again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Rick Holland looked great. He looked great.
1: Yeah, no, I thought he looked great too. And I, 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 I can enjoy is very entertaining in defeat. He's just a very charismatic, entertaining guy. I hope they do more with him, uh, but he's very fun to yeah. watch whatever he's doing.
0: Birdie, do you see interesting point in the opening match saying if they bring a female into Legado del Fantasma, ah. to offset Brianna in Hit I row. Can see that. That would be interesting. That would yeah. kind of up things a little bit.
1: Now, with Rich Holland, he had a strange – he had a strange <laughs> – diva diva.
2: <laughs> I speak Spanish. I can help him out.
1: I can help. They did have a weird – do you guys see that entrance that Rich Holland had? Where he it looked like he had a gun. I thought that's what it was. It was that smoky thing. But it was weird because it was like back-to-back with the Dexter Loomis segment, and then it was oh, just yeah. this weird thing, and then the background changed, and all of a sudden he was in the stadium. I thought that was a very weird entrance. Yeah, uh, like I a Billy Club? It really yeah. Good. It was back-to-back with Dexter Loomis. I think they should do that by itself, and it would have looked a lot cooler. Because
0: it, yeah. it was a look that Ridge was sporting tonight during that promo.
1: Yes.
0: It was. Uh Digo two ninety nine saying Issa put no. on your empirical festival friendship. Wait, no. this is what I want to think about. No. Issa, have you done any manager work, ring work? I feel like you'd be a natural mm-hmm. for promos. <laughs> I never have, no. Oh, I gotta gotta get you some uh books, some time yeah, on the I mic. I know I know. Can I you know, wrap right? Issa, cause you might
1: have to battle um it's true. Pro oh, if you were yeah. to join?
2: Uh, I'll go all into my Spanish reggaeton. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But yes, I can. Uh, so Rich Holland won the match. Dunn and Lorkin joined him uh, and they were taunting and uh, Dunn was putting Holland over. They were taunting and threatening Tomasa Trompa and Timothy Thatcher. Uh, and then, uh, oh, this, the Robert Stone brand. So Frankie, Frankie Monet is taken over, folks. Oh, Frankie's so much better than this. Yes. Yeah. And Robert, Robert Stone looking just like Nothing oh, like, yeah. yes, yes, I'm all on board, all on board with Frankie.
2: Yeah, I, I oh, man, I don't know. I don't know. I don't like where we're going with Frankie. I need them to reel it back and make it make her a little more. I don't know. I thought she was going to feel with Eo or just something different. I, I'm, I'm not liking this. I'm not liking this.
1: Yeah, it seems like she's kind of settling into a comedy role, which kind of scares me. I, I think she lost far too early. She didn't even get a one-on-one singles feud, but, you know, there there needs to be more done with this. And I just, I'm afraid that for now, for the time being, and this is when they're peaking toward a really big pay-per-view. She's just kind of mired in this comedy segment.
2: Yeah, and the last pay-per-view, I think she was there, but, like, not fully debuted, right? Like, right. the fact that we're going to go through Tuesday, well, I guess it wasn't a pay-per-view. It was, like, a network special but regardless the fact that we're going to go into another one and she doesn't have a significant field just makes me worry. then they might as well just bring her up straight to the main roster because i do think she was straight to the main roster material they're not doing anything to develop her in nxt right now so why keep her
0: there yeah, yeah. very very strange very strange yeah. so she's taken over the robert stone brand and we had Bobby Fish versus Roderick Strong. Seriously? Jesus. Yeah, this is where I started to wane. This is when I started Googling, is the Gathering of the Juggalos still happening next month? <laughs> Are you going to be there? Uh, you know, I've always wanted to go. since the You first uh, I Well, not you this were. year for obvious reasons. Uh,
2: I Okay, okay, fine. <laughs> you know,
0: one day. One day I'm going to. They, they Justin's been there. They have a huge wrestling presence at the oh, Gathering. Oh, yeah, they do.
1: They, yeah. They're in WCW, and they really built a wrestling following after that. They have their own promotion for a while. Yes.
0: But no, that's that's what I was looking up during this match. That was my level of interest in Roger Strong versus Bobby Fish. And I was like, and I was a fantasy in my head. And I'm like, now my theory is Violent J is pro-vaccine, but Shaggy Tudo has reservations about it. Yes. Like, I was like trying to confirm if there was, you know, some drama, perhaps, in the Juggalo community just to get their take on things. But uh, alas, I was not able to find out any information. That being said, uh, Alfred, what did you think of this match? Too much internet wrestling going on. This, this
1: is one of those matches that on paper, you'll say, oh, I'll Bobby Fish and Roderick Strong, and people will think that that's what they, oh, wow, that's going to be great wrestling. But that's all it was. It was wrestling for the sake of wrestling between two guys I know nothing about. They haven't really developed any of these characters. Uh, you know, it was fine technically, but I couldn't care less about what went on here. You know, this is professional wrestling. We don't need to take it too seriously. And I think that's the danger of this, this diamond mine thing is they're kind of treating wrestling like it's real, but they don't have any of these dynamic characters to get you to care. So they need to split these guys up because both these guys need yeah. somebody who's like a heater or a character or personality to play off of. Because I do not want to see wrestling for the sake of wrestling. You talk about a low rating. Uh, that'll do a low rating if every time if that's all you have to offer.
2: Yeah, I was uh, distracted by the fish. Um, Bobby Fish Strunk. Like, I could not just stop staring at it, and then it made me think of Bonefish, like fish Grill, and like I was like, "Where have I ever eaten there?" <laughs> and like I literally went. <laughs> I think I was in South Bend, Indiana, and I ate at a Bonefish Grill, and it had the same logo. Like that's literally what was going through my mind at that time. I really feel bad for Diamond Mine at this point. Like it was, it was so different the way that you know, expectations versus reality, right? The way like we were seeing the video packages and what we were to expect to what it's turning out to be. I, I still think you can still turn them around, but this was just, uh, it was just not my cup of tea. I didn't, I didn't need it.
0: Yes. Uh, Joey Adorjan, you've just been promoted to moderator in the Wrestling Inc chat, if you could help us <laughs> with this. Looking for uh, other names I recognize. Oh, oh no, and, and Tammy's in there. Tammy, thank you for trying to help out as well with moderating this. Uh, what's YouTube chatbots. Yeah. That's how some people want to spend their time. Whatevs. Um, so after this match, how was Bonefish Girl? Do you think they have vegan options there?
2: Oh, they, they, they must. Yeah, I would think so. It was years ago, so I really can't remember. what I, I might have just drank. That's typically what I do when I go out
0: true a lot of vegan alcohol a lot of vegan alcohol yep um so la knight and cameron grimes his butler versus the grizzled young veterans tonight grizzled young veterans picking up a win but that's not what it's about it's about ted dibiase talking to Grimes, saying he's got to find a way to get out of this you'd think someone with so much money would have a pretty good lawyer that they could uh get <laughs> a Great to help
2: model.
0: review mm-hmm. that it's got to be where it's going next right Yep You mean uh, like
1: a a legal situation?
0: Something, I mean they gotta keep going Oh but them as a tag team I thought kind of worked though I'd like to see that a little bit longer before You know they go one on one again
1: That was my takeaway from this. I mean, you know, L.A. Knight turned on him at the end, and they're clearly building toward the singles feud, but the little that they did together, like everything else they've been doing together, I thought these two were great. You know, and WWE does such a good job with these strange bedfellows that if that's ever the plan, if maybe L.A. Knight humbles himself and comes to his senses and ends up being a babyface, I think they'd make a very fun, popular tag team Uh, But I did like what I saw out of these guys. And I don't think it's going to a legal thing. I think the thing that makes Cameron Grimes such a babyface is he's a man of his word. And that's what he's kind of articulated at Ted DiBiase is that he's doing what he thought Ted DiBiase wanted him to do in terms of the honor code. But DiBiase is like the kind of mentor and the coach trying to get his confidence back. And I really like that storytelling. I love everything they're doing with this. And Cameron Grimes in a tuxedo wrestling was actually really good. Uh, You know, very good.
2: Yeah, I agree. I, I liked it. Um, I, I thought him wrestling in the butler uniform was just such a nice touch. And Kevin Grimes is so like, well, oh, I love when he like ripped off the shirt and you saw the buttons like fly out. <laughs> um, and I love seeing Ceddi Biasi come out at the end and kind of give him a little bit of advice. I am just a little bit worried about them going one-on-one again and the next takeover. It's just like, how long are we going to do this for? But outside of that, um, the storytelling, the vignettes, I don't get tired of. It's just that. Like, I don't need to see them constantly go one on one in every in every special that they do.
0: Yeah, I think there's still them and Hit Row man. Just give me two hours of that every week, and I'm happy yeah. with a little bit of the yeah. in story.
1: I will say, though, Grizzly Young Vets, because they haven't been on TV in a while, and I remember there was a period of time they were on TV, and maybe they were on TV too much, so I took them for granted, but I forgot how good they were. These guys are very solid in terms of a tag team and, and how they work. It's good that they wrestled like a Cameron Grimes, because he's got more of the, the entertaining personality and whatnot, but I thought the Grizzly Young Vets were very good in this tag team match.
0: Yeah. You know, I saw this. Do you have the complete story on this and what Bear Hudson's talking about, Alfred, this uh, yeah. promo? The Bear Hudson? But no, Bear Hudson, $10 super chat, saying he wants to address something today. Uh, there was an acclaim segment today, I guess on AEW Dark, rapping okay. yeah. using an R joke, uh, I believe a sexual assault joke, and poking fun at mental health. It was disrespectful and out of line, regardless of the promotion, pr- please do better. That does seem very – you know, I was thinking about this, Alfred. You had some good points about AEW. I know you've been tweeting about that lately. I feel like for a company ever- that really pitched themselves early on, I'm being so inclusive and I don't want to say that they promoted themselves as woke, but they did really try and say they were going to provide this more enlightened progressive alternative to WWE. It does seem like uh, that hasn't really panned
1: out. I mean, it has not, especially where we are now, you know, obviously. And it's important for us to kind of talk about these things. And I'm not afraid to talk about things like that and to just kind of raise awareness for that. You know, I'm not necessarily telling you how to run your wrestling company. I'm just telling you how I see professional wrestling. And I have a perspective that whether it connects with people or not, I think it, it's healthy to at least discuss this. I will say this because I did see some consternation of people getting upset. Um, I haven't seen the actual clip, um, but I have seen people getting upset about what I happened I just to watch that. I will say though it's kind of twofold. I'm not going to defend this at all because you know you know I'm not a fan of punching down like that. But there are no rules in hip hop, and when I look at Max Caster in this gimmick, the thing that works about it is Max Caster is hip hop. Like that is an authentically hip hop gimmick where he does not pull any punches. He doesn't say anything that's like TVPG hip hop. He goes all the way. And the fact that that's in there, this is always going to be a a blowback in terms of that hip-hop culture. And it's something that, again, as a big fan of hip-hop, I do have pause in that it can be homophobic. It can. There's no rules. There's a lot that you say in hip-hop that gets a reaction that is not politically correct. So the hip-hop head in me doesn't have a problem with this, but Alfred Kudlow, the person does in terms of a national televised product saying words like that. It can be a problem. And he just has to deal with the consequences if like a sponsor steps forward and says something mm. like we saw last week.
2: I saw the clip and I just didn't think it was called for. Like it was very uncalled for. I didn't I didn't like it and I am personally like I enjoy hip hop. It's actually my my music of choice. Um, but I did see the clip and it was, it it wasn't, it didn't feel tasteful. And I am someone that like Alfred said, I would appreciate a good battle, a good this, but this one just didn't, it didn't hit with me. That's all. It it felt disrespectful and it just wasn't a take that I was like, "Eh, that wasn't it. And I am one to pop for a good burn on a, on a, on a, you know, freestyle or whatever. But this one... I just didn't, you know, I didn't see it. And I was able to see the clip before I started seeing the outrage that came out of it. Mm. So I was able to view it like unbiased and I still was like, yeah, that's that's not it, buddy. Yeah, I it just didn't hit the way that he intended
0: I mean, there are some artists that I don't want to say get away with it, but it's like Eminem can pretty much say anything. And it seems like he's beyond controversy. I think there are some other hip hop artists that have been able to do that. But I just think in this day and age, if you're not established, let me put it this way. The way Eminem established himself in being the guy that just really like went there with the most outlandish, inappropriate stuff. I don't think an artist could launch today using that. I, as think their calling the, card.
1: I think the rule of thumb with that, because even at the time Eminem was saying this stuff, it was it was jacked up. The rule of thumb has always been, this goes with comedy, this goes with hip hop. If you're as nice as Eminem is, and for my money, we don't have to get into this. He's the greatest rapper of all time to be, but that's a whole other uh, conversation. In terms of lyricists, Eminem is an incredible lyricist. So if you're mm. that good lyrically and you say something messed up, He's so good lyrically that that's what stood out. So if you, Max Castor to me, and this is my thing, my hang up with outrage culture, is that I think the bar, I'm going to have to go back and see it. Maybe the bar, what he said was not as good lyrically. So what stood out was what he said. But if you would have rhymed the R word with something else and and it was a good lyric, maybe people wouldn't have as much of a problem with that. So it's almost like a two-edged sword where a lot of times there is shock humor or shock rap. But if it's good and talented, people won't have as big of a problem
0: and that's the difference. You can go back and listen to Eminem and be like, there's still a lot of artistry here. You can go back and listen to NWA and even a lot of stuff, a lot of Easy es lyrics very, do not fit well with the current climate. And then the other night we were talking about two live crew, go back and listen to anything except maybe Me So Horny, and you're just like, ooh, this, no, I don't think they had the talent yeah. Yeah. to pull this off then. Like, <laughs> it's really aged poorly. Um, yeah uh it's it's interesting though but uh, seeing the reaction to it i think because aew has marketed themselves that way um yeah i think to their audience especially it's gonna be even more poorly received um and i almost wonder too this is kind of an interesting question because i mean they obviously had the thing that happened with sammy and his comment that he made uh, a long time ago uh i wonder if because their system doesn't come up through developmental i think it like If you're going through NXT and you're going through WWE, like you were probably media coached to the point where you don't want to say anything that's like political, like you don't want to say anything that is not a pre-approved line on the air. You were probably so like just controlled at a certain point. AEW doesn't have that sort of system in place.
1: That's a great point. There, there is a, yeah. I mean, it's kind of live by the sword, die by the sword. We were talking about Bray Wyatt and that him going to AEW, he'd have all this creative freedom with people do have. The other side of that coin is you're on a national televised company. So that creative freedom can get away from you. And if you decide to take a pizza cutter out and slice a 50 year old man on TV, somebody might have a problem with that. And you might have to answer for those consequences.
0: Think about Roman Reigns. Personally-
2: uh-huh. No go ahead, Glenn. go ahead.
0: Okay, Roman Reigns made a reference to the missionary position and people popped like it was the most controversial outrageous thing in WWE yeah. had ever said. You know, because by their standard that was edgy.
1: Right. That's not why they pop, or
0: they pop because of the imagination. Maybe it
2: was just me, but my imagination. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I was just going to say, I do feel like their developmental is Dark. And for the record, that is where this aired. They didn't air this on TNT. They aired it on Dark, on their YouTube channel, which gets nowhere near as the many views as you know their, their Dynamite shows get. So I do think that Dark is their way of trying to develop this talent. Problem is that I think dark, no, it's a dark, yeah, dark is celebrating their 100th episode. So they oh. have Moxley is wrestling on dark tonight, oh, therefore, you're going to get a lot of people that are going to tune into dark that you know are not watching it before, and that's what they're going to see.
0: Wow, yeah, King Rail five dollars saying I want to apologize uh, to you guys for the a hole spamming the chat. You guys are chilling, don't deserve crap like that. Uh, thanks, King Rail, gotta
1: go Thank you,
0: Bernie DC. I made you a mod also if you want to, uh help (laughs) clean this up i'm looking looking for uh regulars that i recognize i'm going to entrust with mod powers so we can uh smack this down grizzled young vets i just hate the name the grizzled young veterans i just think it's the dumbest name in all professional wrestling
2: it's It's so contradictive how are you grizzly and young and a veteran it makes no sense
0: I feel like they were trying too hard. I feel like that's... I don't want to say there were substances involved, but that feels like one of those things where you're just like, oh, dude, I got it. Grizzled young veterans. Get it? it's like, which one of these words is not like the other? Yeah. Maybe that's how it went. Terrence witted $5. Did Caster get his comeuppance? Also, the pizza cutter thing is overblown. Still going to eat that shit
1: pizza. Shout out to Domino's.
2: Uh, I live in I'm blessed to live in an area where franchise pizza is not what we order so I don't oh, care yes, what seriously. Domino's has to say <laughs> <laughs> if you catch me ordering Domino's I must be suicidal or something.
0: <laughs> I will say when they redid it like 10 years ago it got better but it it's still not good uh and Marco's yeah. pizza doesn't actually exist I don't I believe it's a grand hoax that's trying to be perpetrated on me. <laughs> um, so after that match, uh, yeah, Ted DiBiase's hyping Grimes up, telling him he's got to find a way to get out of the situation. So we'll see what happens there. Big promo hyping uh, Smojo and Karrion Cross tonight. And then a bigger uh, segment showing what happened with Dakota Kai turning on Raquel Gonzalez last week. And Dakota Kai, what did you think of her explaining her reasons, uh, Issa?
2: Uh, before I talk about yeah. Dakota Kai, I just want to say real quick, don't show this vignette because it just brings up the old NXT and oh. it makes it very hard to watch today's NXT when you're seeing Samoa Joe and, and Shinsuke and Finn Balor and you just go back to those glory days of nxt right it was it was tough to watch because i was like oh my god i missed that um yeah. that being said i i like the dakota kai um video package and, and and her you know speaking her mind um she made me look at it differently i love the throwback to what alfred said the big nasty genius about how they recorded <laughs> that moment and they were able to just pull it right out of their back pocket absolutely love that um i want to see Raquel's response, I want to see if I can buy Raquel as a baby face.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I like that because if we were even talking last week. I think somebody in the chat had said, oh, it seems so random that the uh, Kodakaya turned on Raquel. But it, 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 the, what I like about this, it was very subtle. And it's not like it's this bold prediction. It was just something that we had hoped it would happen in terms of these two when they break up. And we right. just kind of rewarded people from t- paying attention. Because ever since that night where they had that three-way celebration and it kind of did seem like they were planting the seeds for Dakota and Raquel, I always paid attention to uh, Dakota Kai whenever Raquel was speaking. And she'd always make a face or there would something happen. And when they showed this trailer, a lot of those little facial expressions she made in the background were shown in this trailer. So this was a very interesting, uh, intricately built feud over the course of four months and it, it had shades of like how WWE used to book in the 80s with like Hogan and Savage where Sa- uh, Hogan would hug Liz and Savage would get kind of a weird look but yeah, okay it's fine and then as it went on you'd start to see the eyes and then it would start to get more and more intense and they built up the feud over a long period of time so I appreciate the long-term storytelling for Dakota Kai and uh, Raquel Gonzalez.
2: I also like how she mentioned how um she won the NXT title and stopped caring about the tag titles. Because I agree with that too. It was like, why would she care about whether they get their tag titles back or not? She's the NXT champion, you know? So I love that that Dakota, you know, kind of brought that up. Like maybe she would have just stuck with me as tag champs. We wouldn't be having this issue. Right.
0: Yeah. I'm looking forward to the match. And uh, we got a couple weeks to build it still.
1: It'll be interesting because, uh, you know, Dakota's very – she's one of the smallest people in NXT. And I only know that because they stuffed her in a locker with time. (laughs) So, like, she's very small. And Raquel Gonzalez is the biggest woman they have. And Dakota's supposed to be the heel. So, it'll it'll be very interesting, but I'm sure they'll make it work.
0: Yeah. We shall see. Um, Then we had a promo with Johnny and Candice hyping tonight's lover, or loser match against Dexter Loomis. Promo for Joe Gacy in tonight's breakout tournament against Trey Baxter. Um, What'd you think of that match tonight, Alfred?
1: I finals was fine. It was another surprising result. You know, for all this, and a lot yeah. of people were kind of paranoid, but all oh, these big guys are coming to run over NXT. Big guys went two and two. Like two smaller guys from the big guys, two bigger guys from the smaller guys. It looks like Duke Hudson is the favorite, but I was very surprised by this result. I, I do like Trey Baxter. He- he's um, c- kind of a veteran who's now coming into his own uh, journeyman, coming into NXT and finally getting his shot. So I thought he looked very good.
2: I felt the opposite. I really like Gacy here, and, yeah. and I was I was very disappointed that he didn't win. We'll see we'll see where they go with him. But I, I was really rooting for him. I love the way that he came off. I like the entrance and the presentation. Um, he looked intimidating and I, I was actually rooting for him to win. So I was I was a little sad, but I was more familiar with him than I was with Baxter. So that might be why.
1: Yeah, no, I, I thought Gacy looked great. He looked very impressive. Mm-hmm. I too was very surprised. I was surprised at all the big I thought I did think that the I big guys were gonna run through this tournament, but this is yeah. one where I was certain that Gacy was gonna win because he does have a very impressive look. He kind of commands your attention.
2: Do you think that they gave them the the back Baxter the win just for shock factor?
1: Oh, They might have. Maybe they just have a plan, and they're looking to – they don't want these big guys to go too far and then get beat one after another, so they're trying to kind of pull away from that. And they want Duke Hudson to, or whoever wins to be like the big featured attraction uh, so it doesn't take away from them. But uh, yeah, I was very surprised that Gacy lost this match.
0: Yeah. And then, what was after that? Uh, Trey Baxter, one. You uh, have Shrine, Zoe Stark. Zoe Stark, not a fan of sushi. <laughs> what a second. This was like a great comedy sketch from 1987.
1: It, I mean, they were pretty much doing when Harry met Sally in some ways, like the kind of dinner segment yeah. when they were at the diner. But I'm yeah. glad they just—I'm just glad they let Zoe Stark kind of show off her personality because she's just been all wrestling. She very rarely gets to really talk. She's yeah. very good in terms of her facials, in terms of uh, how she was reacting to the segment. I think they need more time to kind of develop that chemistry. But uh, this could be fun.
2: I personally, he went from like commercials to this. So it took me a second to realize that the show was back on. I like, looked up and then went back to like scrolling. And then I look up and I'm like, wait, that's EO. Like, this is not a commercial. This is the actual show. <laughs> so I might have missed like the first little bit of it. But I did think so. It was very cute in this train. She's just trying to win EO over. And it's cute to watch.
0: Yeah, Bear Hudson, uh, thanks for the additional super chat Pointing out that, um, again, in addition to the joke Not being funny, it's, it's commendable that Hit Row Finds a way to rap without the controversy yeah. Do you think when Hit Row did The cipher, actually this is, this is a mental image, not, I mean to, to try And lighten the subject a little bit, can you imagine Hit Row doing The cipher, and I'm going to guess it was HBK that had to sit there and go Be like, wait, and what did you say there? And what did you say there? And he was like writing it down taking notes Wearing like his old man glasses He was like, okay, I think that's okay, and I think that's okay
1: I would yeah. love to see. I would, they need to have behind the scene footage like that where John yeah, Michael's has to approve your bars and look over it.
0: I'm now just thinking of uh, Wu Tang Clan on the Larry Sanders Show. Um, <laughs> I think that should have the NXT
2: people like give them secret words that they have to rhyme in there, but they only know what it is. So like, you know, they're doing a rhyme and all this, and they have to say "boito" and you go, "What?" And that's mm-hmm. the that's what Shawn Michaels told them they had to include. Like that would be so
1: much fun.
0: <laughs> well, I guarantee you, AEW is not going to let any rapping go on the air without clearing those lyrics first. After the blowback, right. they're getting online on tonight.
1: And that yeah. is a great point about Hit Row, and I brought this up early on about Hit Row. The most impressive thing to me, particularly about Top Dollar, is he brings that kind of street rugged. he's got fantastic delivery and when you look up when he's done with his rap it's like he didn't curse once he didn't say anything offensive but but it was edgy it was still edgy it was good rapping he just dances around the things that you say that are edgy and kind of puts it in your mind which which is an art in and of itself so yeah i agree with that there's a way to do
0: it although man now i'm like alfred are we old because now i'm thinking about that argument used to be like you don't have to swear or make inappropriate comments to be edgy you can still have an edge without dropping an (laughs) (laughs) f-bomb
1: that is an old man argument yeah i used to Mm -hmm. to this day i only buy an album if it has a parental advisory sticker (laughs) to that point it's like now we're like hey hey calm down gentlemen come on keep
0: it clean gentlemen hey man dc talks i love rap music was fire (laughs) dc talk christian rap yeah they're they're actually fire they're very good dc talk is phenomenal yeah like jesus freak phenomenal single phenomenal record and i like the earlier rap stuff quite a bit but i like about dc talk
1: fan of dc talk
0: if uh, if there was a style or a trend, DC Talk was very very quick to make that their sound, and I yeah. respect that about
1: them. Yeah, they're good. They're good on their own merits. I don't like you know they're always talked about oh, one of the greatest Christian rock. They're very I didn't even know they were Christian because I listened to them when I was a kid. I didn't yeah. even know they were Christian rock fan. I just thought they were really good. Or rap band. It's true. Right. Jesus
0: Freak is like probably one of the greatest rap metal songs of all time.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh man, last night I was trying to defend Limp Bizkit. We were watching their Lollapalooza performance. <laughs>
2: Oh, and my wife was like,
0: people like this? And I'm like, well, that's Wes Borland. He's the talented one in the group. Now he runs a cat sanctuary in Detroit. He's really just doing this for the money. Yeah. And I was like, yes, this was once groundbreaking music. <laughs> I'm not sure if it's good, but I kind of like it on some twisted level. Um, So after the sushi restaurant, uh, Indy tonight, cutting a promo ahead of the match, we uh, had Karrion Cross storm over with the mic, address Samoa Joe. Man, they're really so all in on this. This should be the biggest takeover in years. Um, and I feel like they're almost hyping Drogonov versus Valter, uh, just a little bit less, but they're still hyping it a lot. I mean, Cross versus Joe. I mean, if this wasn't Joe, there's not a single other talent in NXT that Cross could be facing that would get people this excited. You're
2: right. I are, are you excited for it? Because the way that they're treating Carrion Cross on Raw is making me a little non invested into this and it sucks for Samoa Joe because I have been waiting to see him back in the ring. But if you if you're keeping up with all the product, you're not excited to see Carrion Cross. You heard the reaction tonight and he there was no reaction to Carrion Cross on Raw last night. And it's just like just put the title on Samoa Joe and let's just move on from this. And I feel bad because I at one point I was all in on Carrion Cross and this is I don't know what they're doing with him right now. I don't, I'm, I'm baffled, I can't explain it.
1: Yeah, I, I watch this and it's it feels like I'm watching this feud in hindsight. Like they haven't even had the match yet, but it's like, oh man, uh-huh. if Kieran Cross would have been handled correctly, this would be great because they're doing everything right. There's yep. the intensity is there, you know, Karrion Cross on NXT is treated like a big star, but I I watch Raw. I'm not one of these people who they think that, yeah. like, you, know, they can, you know, they don't really pay attention to that. It's a whole different universe. No, 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 no. These people, to East's point in Chicago, saw Karrion Cross lose, so they don't care about him anymore. Like, he's yeah. a guy who just keeps losing, so he gets no reaction over there. And when he comes on NXT, it's a different thing. The people who, in NXT, they watch Raw. So the the word on the street is, and I didn't read the spoilers, but I did hear stories that they were chanting for Jeff Hardy during the segment, and you could tell. Yeah. They and they had to re it. They have
2: Oh, to that's right.
1: It. Heavily edited mm-hmm. the segment, so this this whole thing is kind of starting to get away from them. In that uh, I don't know about this philosophy that you could treat them one way on one show and then the next and night. If you, you would have never,
2: kids. if you would have never had Kerry Cross debut on Raw. And the last vision that we see is him putting Samoa Joe to sleep. Then he takes out Rigo. And then he shows up tonight like that. This will be a whole different program. Absolutely. I don't know why they had to bring him up to Raw at this particular time. And maybe they didn't want Samoa Joe to deliver the first loss. I personally, up onto the Raw thing, I thought he should beat Samoa Joe too if you really wanted to make him the monster that you were trying to make him. Now I lost all interest. And it's it's, it's sad because like it's it's unfair for Samoa Joe who we we waiting years for this you know and it's just like okay
1: whatever yeah it's hard to watch I mean it's only frustrating because I mean I had no problem with the segment itself although I would have rather Karen Cross not run away from Samoa Joe but I had no problem with the segment itself it's just. It seems like he's damaged goods. I feel like now, because the goal in NXT presumably is for these guys to go to the main roster, I've already seen that start to play off. And it, it, to me, he's dead. So it's like watching The Walking Dead. It's like, yeah, but I don't think you have a future, my guy. Why should I, I care? It? Right.
0: right before he did Married with Children, Ed O'Neill was a famous like Chicago stage actor. And he was in a lot of bit parts and and characters. They made an adaptation of the book Flight of the Intruder. And he was in a big court scene. They shot the movie. Married with Children comes on the air. They test screen the movie. Everyone starts yelling out Bundy during his scene. So once you're associated one way, it's kind of hard to shake that.
1: But, but he did recover. He, he, you know, a modern family was very big for him. True. He was on Dragnet, which was very underrated. I loved on Dragnet. Dragnet. Yeah. And yeah.
0: he reunited with Ethan Embry from he Dutch, did. but Ethan yeah. was an adult. And, like, talking all whispery, and he looked all sullen all the time.
1: <laughs> he played that up.
0: Oh, man. L.A. Dragnet was so good. And, uh, like, two seasons. I think it's all on Hulu. If you like the original Law & Order, watch L.A. Dragnet. It's very, very yeah. solid procedural. Um... Jermaine uh, Cito Gomez, 499. What's in NXT's future? The whole Crossley thing on Raw? What happens on Raw is a different universe. Is Joe going to win? What after? What the hell is going on, LOL? <laughs> yeah.
1: That's the intrigue for me in this match. It's like, you know, Joe might win it. They might need to just uh, cut their losses and have Joe win this match. But I mean, where does Karrion Cross go after this if Joe wins? Does, does he just reunite with Scarlett and they hope that he's a fresh coat of paint on the main roster? Uh, but I think Joe should win this match. At, at this point, why not?
0: Yes. Yeah, agree. You know, we were talking about this earlier and uh, off the air, I was talking with uh, Isa about the Ricky Martin behind the music on Paramount Plus, which uh, Bad Bunny and Menudo are like 25% of that thing. But I was watching, they uh, have a new behind the music on LL Cool J. They updated on Paramount Plus. Mm. Eminem is all over that thing. And I'm now convinced he ghost wrote uh, the uh, Ripper Strikes Back, the diss against cannabis. Cause I was I- like, LL and M were like this, and it really makes sense, and was the best freestyle battle rapper rapper in the country in like 97, 98, he absolutely wrote those lyrics.
1: And Eminem hated cannabis. I think he still does, hated cannabis. Yeah.
0: And that was like, I mean, LL's probably got like 20, uh, hard to rank the top LL songs, but that is definitely in the top LL Oh yeah, for sure. 1000%. Yes. I still have this mix, and I don't know where I got it from. A DJ put together, like the 4321 track and then the cannabis record, then the LL response and the Clef response. They're like all mixed together. I have like one 15-minute long MP3 file, and I have no wow. clue where I got it. I think it was off Napster, but I still listened to that probably about three times a year. Yeah, and he Ripped the Record by it. Canvas
1: was uh, it was a was a bad track. I mean a good bad isn't good, like a tough tune. Really good. Uh, well, song. you know
0: what's funny? I didn't know there were like five more chapters to it because I just have this MP3 with like the original songs, but then after Clef, I wasn't aware that it went on beyond that. They yeah. really ran that into the ground. I mean, it was like not as bad as the Roxanne Wars, but it was pretty close. <laughs> um, so let's, uh, oh, and uh, Samoa Joe put the Coquina Clutch on security. Uh, Kushida uh, impressed with Roderick Strong. So I'm pretty sure they're going to go for the Cruiserweight title at the takeover. And then the main event tonight, the love her or lose her match, Johnny Gargano versus Dexter Loomis. And it was all moot. It was a moot point because Johnny Gargano won, but then Indy couldn't take it, ran out there and started making out with Dexter.
2: That was intense. The makeup was intense. Worth the wait, huh? <laughs> <Seriously>. <laughs> they really went at it, but then why why half the match, I guess? You know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah. what was the point of the whole like, I thought that I Gargano was losing for like I thought Dexter yeah. was gonna go over. So I was a little disappointed at the end. Then, I mean, I'm glad they got their kiss and Index lives forever. Does this mean that Indy now is going to step away from the way?
1: Yeah, I could see a mixed tag team match. I mean, that's where it has to go. It has to. versus Gargano and Candice LeRae. Um, I, I'm with you, East. I don't like the fact that they built to her. They spent weeks building toward the stipulation and they just shrugged it off. And I think it hurt the reaction. I think we're all kind of waiting for them to kiss so we can all explode. But because he lost, it brought the crowd down, and then she immediately ran back in, and so they're like, oh, oh, "Okay, okay, okay, good for you guys." And that's not the reaction that I think. That it no, should have been. I think she. I thought he was gonna win when he rolled up Giant Gargano. Yes, now you're gonna build toward the slow moment where they kiss and. And they I don't like that they had him lose.
0: Yeah, they could they could have prolonged this longer because I think NXT TakeOver in front of a crowd, maybe have that thin in the mixed tab, maybe have it that they were together, but they were being like super chased and like well it's gonna raid. be in
2: front of the same crowd. It's gonna be the, CWC yeah, the same I They're
0: either. gonna pre-tape the whole thing.
2: <laughs> probably. They might have pre-taped it that night. Uh, I, I was I was also going to bring that up and, and I do think Alfred that you're right, you probably heard the reaction, but I do think You could tell this was what hour three and four of a pre-tape audience. The audience was dead. They did not help this show. This was a show that if it wasn't because we covered it, I would have probably missed it or skipped it at some point, would have changed the channel and caught it on DVR later,
0: honestly. I I, I got DC cap downloaded and ready to watch downstairs, and that's absolutely what (laughs) I would have been doing. Had I not. Yeah, never saw DC Cab before. Looking forward to it. I think With this Bill is gonna Maher? be a good one. And, uh, is he? I know Mr. T's in it. Irene oh, Cara's okay. in it. Uh, yeah. there's, there's a lot of people in DC Cab. I think Gary Busey's yeah. in it. I gotta look this up. <laughs> I will say, my
1: favorite thing about this match was, even though it was a comedy match, like they were so committed. Like, like, when Jumping Argano, when he pinned Dexter Loomis, gave Indy this look like a dad gives his daughter, like, I know this hurts me more than it hurts you. Yeah. He, like, committed. He was not trying to be funny. and when he went up to Ben Phoenix and he
2: was like, this is all your fault. <laughs> yeah, it was good. And he was like, stop. I just want, I believe in love, okay? The heart was what it was. And I'm like, yes.
0: <laughs> I this cannot believe ridiculous. how
2: invested I am in this. Yeah, I was so exactly. invested.
0: Well, <laughs> oh, this is going to keep going. The mix tag is going to be awesome. And yes, I confirmed Bill Maher is in DC Cast. Yes, yeah, I thought so. Yeah. Pa Rodriguez, a lot of people, a lot of people are in this. Looking forward to it. This will be good tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I like this match. It's going to continue. The mixed tag, I think, will be great. Great, we continue the feud. But I think, um, yeah. So this uh, Grimes, Nelly Knight, and Hit Row. Just give me two hours of that every week, and I'm good.
1: Yeah. Although that Volter uh, and Dragunov segment was really good. The kind of yeah back and forth. They did. The hype
2: packages but... were good tonight. The video packages were good tonight. We just didn't need so many of them. But mm. I think they were planning for the show to be a low rated show, especially based on the numbers last week. I did think they tried a little bit more last week
0: than they did this
2: week, but it was, it was okay. That's the <laughs> you know? Just okay. you know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, and I don't know, didn't they, didn't they kick someone out of the pre-tape that was there last week a fan? Cause they were afraid of like stuff leaking. Yeah, I heard they did. But
2: and why? But it. why? Because, like, everybody, I, I ran into spoilers without even wanting to. People were posting them yeah. all over the place. And of course, Tony Khan and AW jumped all over that. And now this guy is going to homecoming yeah. tomorrow.
0: Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs>
2: good, good PR move. Did you not see it? They were like, oh, <laughs> hey. Tony Khan responded to his tweet where he tweeted that, you know, he got kicked out. And Tony Khan was like, we look forward to welcoming you. Uh, and I'm like, yo. PR,
1: marketing, yeah, way
2: to go buddy, way to go there. buddy, yeah, I love uh, it, wrestling, wrestling is petty right now, and I'm oh, here, yeah. it. it's so petty, <laughs> it's, it's
1: it hates and pettiness, you know what, you're right, yeah. it's great promoting, it's great marketing, yeah. brand, you
0: know, whatever, absolutely, chat room also has a lot to say about DC Cab, I've apparently just opened something here, there's a lot of DC <laughs> Cab discussion going on in the chat, uh, but no, I mean, tonight, I don't know, it is what it is, like, this was a fine episode. It was nice. it was on Sci-Fi. Got more promos for that Chucky series. That looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. That we'll see, you know, the thing about the realtor that sells the haunted houses. That looks pretty. Oh, cool. I want to
2: see that. Yeah, I see I, and that. I and I had no idea about that show. <laughs> if it wasn't for
0: NXT, I would have probably never found out. Yeah, so. like when's else? Have you watch Sci-Fi Channel? Like, yeah. Yeah.
2: I used like, to watch it when they did. There? No, when they did Face Off.
0: Yeah, Where they have the,
2: the, the special show. effects makeup people. I never missed that show.
0: Wait, wait, did you watch the 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 sexy beasts on Netflix? Because that's what it looks I like. Started it looks like- it. I, I started it. I started
2: it. Yes. I was gonna come
0: up so that, that's wild. I don't like that everybody's hot. There's no stakes.
1: I mean I like the show and the setup and it's fun. But I don't like that everybody's good looking. I wish like, somebody would be like a 60-year-old. Well, they kid. did that.
2: <laughs> they did that on Love is Blind. You remember yeah. Love is Blind where they put them in the pods and they had to get engaged before they saw each other? Right. And I'm like, of course you're going to get a marriage or two out of this. You got a bunch of supermodels in this house. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, they're going to like what they see. It's so a matter of can they get along. Like, I agree with you. They need to bring some normal looking people into this show.
1: <laughs> One of these protective the beasts should be an actual beast where it's like, uh, this is not a makeup. This is not a... <laughs> Actual monster. This is what you found <laughs> <up
0: with. laughs> Oh my god. If We were living in a different time, I would really okay, I'm ready.
1: On Take up oh, the come on, fly,
0: Glenn. No, I'm no no no. Uh but no, uh you know I, I think it looks like an interesting show. I'm going to check it out. Bernie uh, DC, d- screen name because of DC cap. Sing Show Mage, LOL Bottle Tab, tub of Orville, Redenbacher Popcorn, DC cap on VHS, rented from Arrows. Oh, so, uh, man.
1: Damn. <laughs> oh, man. Rented from Arrows. I
0: remember when the supermarket started renting VHS tapes? Yeah. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. I'm not even going to a video store anymore. Like, I'm just going to, you know.
2: I miss going to a video store and then like I watched that stupid blockbuster special and it got me all in my feels because I was like yo that was a date night right there just walking around the entire store yeah. we're gonna pick out four movies or having to wait for the movie that you wanted to be returned and you're just wandering around the store waiting every time somebody drops a movie is that it?
0: <laughs> I've had the modern version of that. My wife and I have spent three hours before in an evening trying to decide on something to watch, browsing Netflix, Amazon Prime, HBO Now. And it reminds yeah, me of that. Yeah, I guess that's the new
2: – you're right. You're right about that. That's the new visit to Blockbuster. But you have, have, to,
0: you have yeah. to pick the
2: snacks and, like, you know, you never ended in yeah. the same sessions. Oh, it was so much fun. <laughs> a
1: time. I loved Blockbuster when I was a kid.
0: Well, So that's why that's my new thing. I just toss out there, like, the first thing we see that's, like, interesting or weird. I'm like, you want to watch The Incredible Shrinking Woman? Okay. Yeah. You want to watch uh, Kansas with Andrew McCarthy and Matt Dillon? Sure. Like, oh, I never saw that. Okay, let's give it a try. You know, it's like, I'd rather spend my time checking out something than just spending that whole time sort of arguing or, like, oh, that's depressing or, oh, that sounds bad. Or, oh, I went on IMDb and there's, like, some really upsetting scenes, apparently, that happen later in the film. Like, now I just I just go for it. That's my new thing.
1: Yeah, that's good.
0: That's really yeah. good, right? Because we have endless options, endless options. Especially
1: here's the thing that I think Netflix is good for. Netflix is a game changer, kind of, where they just have play something. Like you know, I'm one of those people who would spend so long on the front page, and there's this struggle oh, yeah. right now where they'll say, "Okay, we know what you like, play some." And you know, they're usually right. It's usually something that I end up enjoying, so I just let Netflix take it from there.
2: No, not if you are the family provider, because everybody in my family has my passwords for everything and my recommended gets jacked every time they want to get in there and watch something with my, with my freaking logins. I get so mad because I have Netflix skewed up and when it's just me watching, it's either true crime or horror movies or some trash <laughs> reality TV. Like I don't even understand my viewing things, but then the other day I get in there and they start showing me like, first of all, Coco Melon came on and I'm like, my nephew must have been watching it with his daughter. I'm like, what is this? I'm like, what? So it's, it's listen, don't be, don't be the family provider that gives the the password to everybody. It's going to mess up your recommended list. Yeah.
1: That's a good point. Yeah. (laughs) And then then lately,
0: all it takes is me like the Clifford situation, reading somebody saying this movie is nuts. You have to watch it to understand (laughs) Was uh, uh Dave Holmes, formerly MTV, was saying the book of Henry is like a train wreck of a film. So I'm like, Oh, I gotta watch that." Like that—that <laughs> that intrigues me when people say things are like entitling inter- me ba- uh, bad. Oh, I don't think we talked about this. Uh, no, we did talk about Fast. Did you watch guys watch Fast Nine yet? Not yet. I, yet.
1: I actually no. I saw the first like quarter of it. I haven't um, gone through. It was impressed
0: with what I saw so far, but I'm sure it'll yeah. pick up. But I watched Tokyo Drift. Yeah. Finally, I really think? like Tokyo Drift. Yes! I thought Tokyo yes! Drift was great.
2: Tokyo Drift is the worst in the
1: series. Is it though? Yes. People say that, but I don't agree with that at all. I think Tokyo Drift is a very underrated movie in that series. It's one of my- Have you
2: have have a marathon where you watch them all in a row?
0: We tried to watch them all in order last year. So we were saving Tokyo Drift till we got done with part six. Right. Like, we were gonna do that, and then we like, gave up halfway through rewatching. Yeah,
2: if one. you watch them like, in a row, not all back-to-back, but like within a couple of days, you can understand. If you watch Tokyo Drift on its own, it's not bad. But if you watch it as part of the story, it makes no sense.
1: Sure, yeah, because it's just like the fish out of water. Right. It's completely different from anything else they did. Yeah,
2: yeah, but like, yeah, on its own, if I said, hey, I caught it, I kind of liked it. But if you're
1: trying to keep up with
2: the story, you know, if not, it doesn't make any sense.
0: I was bored as hell during Too Fast, Too Furious. I thought that was really slow upon rewatching even when I saw it in in theaters I was like this is kind of slow and not that good um oh but I didn't know they had this so I was listening to how did this get made talk about Fast 9 you know about this Fast and the Furious spy racers on Netflix this kid show no (laughs) Dominic Toretto's younger cousin and his uh, teenage group of friends like run secret spy missions and it's 3d animated and Vin Diesel does like shows if you want nightmare fuel, look at 3D animated Vin Diesel and Fast and the Furious Spy Race, which, Just open the first episode and skip around. So you see Vin Diesel show up, you're like, oh my God, like what was the animation budget on this? But he does the voice, he does Dominic Toretto. He's a producer on it. It's Toretto's been on for like, a five business. seasons. Wow. Now, the Toretto's, you know.
2: I will say the family memes with Dominic Toretto, I can't get tired of them. Like, like how he's all about family. Oh my God, I love those. Every time I see it, I laugh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, I think part five, by far the best in the series, really liked part, part six, five. part seven, five cry five. like a baby. Part eight, it was like, this is dark, but it's good. But yeah, finish yeah. finish part nine, and then we'll have a lengthy discussion for sure. about, uh, about uh, Jacob Toretto and uh, the new Wrinkles in the Fast and the Furious franchise. But three was good. Three, I think, is up there.
1: Yeah. Pretty slow start for nine, I will say, though.
0: <laughs> it doesn't really pick up I'm Just going <laughs> Oh man, you're not helping
1: Glenn <laughs> it, It's the
0: longest Fast and the Furious movie And it felt like the longest Are you telling me, I like should go to the theater? theater? I like, should I just, just, should just rent I just it? Rent
2: here this and is not, not no, worth wait, risking Delta for movie? Okay
0: yeah. <laughs> This is that. not that, <laughs>
2: that's, that watch... that's how I'm going to start rating things right? Is it worth going outside for? No, okay, that's all I need to
0: know <laughs> That being said, watch the Jungle Cruise Over the weekend, that was a lot of fun Mm -hmm. it's the rock being the rock yeah yeah but kind of mummy-esque you know yeah adventure It was fun who's the one he
1: acts with who's from uh the quiet place she's a very good actor emily Emily blunt Blunt. yeah she's very
0: good jack whitehall who uh was showed up at uh double or nothing was in it he has a supporting role yeah it was very very enjoyable chat room has a lot of thoughts about the fast and the furious series
1: i hope it gets better but yeah it doesn't look like it will (laughs)
0: <laughs> I was looking forward to that so much last year. Like that was the one, like when they canceled my tickets and I got pushed back a year, I was so sad. And uh, yeah, it just wasn't, just wasn't anyhow. Um, so I think that's all for tonight. A lot of people, Turning this is like one of the bigger NXT Tuesday audiences we've had.
1: Yeah, it's good. There's I like that. There's more excitement. I think uh, fans being back, even though their NXT is still in the yeah. CWC, there's still that excitement for the product, and I I'm very much looking forward to this pay per view. I just you know we've said this before. I wish it was in an actual arena because some of these matches deserve to be in front of ten thousand yeah. people or something.
0: Um, and that's gonna be a-
2: that's gonna be an intense weekend with yeah. with what's expected of Rampage, SummerSlam, and Takeover. That's gonna be a huge weekend wrestling wise.
0: Yeah. Uh, and it was announced starting in like two weeks. We're going to be covering AEW Rampage on Friday nights in addition to SmackDown.
1: Yay! Oh, that. More wrestling, that
0: ladies and
2: gentlemen. Three, hours the three of best friends that anybody could have.
0: Huh? <laughs> it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Oh, man. So we're going to be back Friday. Tomorrow night, hey. AEW coverage. Apparently, AEW already re uploaded dark, edited out. Oh, segment. And uh, Isa is at NYC Demon Diva. That's Steve with a one. Alfred is at This Is Nasty. I'm at Glenn Rubenstein. We will catch you back here next time on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Have a good night, everybody. Take care. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early,